I am Jupiter, and I am the Marshal. I am Oz, and I am playing Gus Rissle Lodge. It's Bamps, and I'm playing Sal Roxhall. This is Cotton, and I am playing Seamus McKinnon. And this is uh, Super Cookie, and I'm your friendly neighborhood pepper. It is the next day. You have all decided, uh, and when you parted ways the night before, where you got drunk and continued to play cards, uh, you have decided to meet at the livery where Gus's wagon is. He's probably spent the evening in the back of his wagon sleeping, and his horse is reshoed. Uh, so yeah, it's morning time. The sun is bright. You all meet up at whatever time was you decided. And voila. Well, Gus is there first. It's easy because, indeed, <laughs> he he slept in the back of his wagon. Uh, he was kind of uh, bundled up, sitting in the back. He had uh, his double-barrel shotgun across his knees, hat down, looking all but like a statue as he rested last night. And as the sun finds him, it uh, reflects through the bottle of whiskey that he's already started on this day. It's about a quarter gone, resting on the uh, on the wooden side of the, uh, the sideboard of this wagon. As he is uh, lighting up his first cigar of the day, his breakfast. That was probably the second person to arrive. He's young and spry still. I don't think he got hung over, if for no other reason than his broke ass couldn't afford enough drinks. Uh, are you inside delivery, or are you, like, outside it, or, like, where's your... Out- the the wagon is stored outside delivery, and okay. there's, uh, there's one skittish-looking horse that's being led to it, and then there's a second one getting shooed inside. Yeah, so he'll just come up to the wagon and walk around the side of it, see if you can see anybody in it. What you will find inside is a collection of very well-maintained like cooking equipment. Like There's a cauldron in there. Um, there's a... Um, like it, it looks like a, a triangle with a, uh, like two triangles with a bar and there's a chain hanging off of it. Like it's it's one of those like grill lifts type of things that you can put over a campfire. A uh, full set of cooking equipment, a very well used and, and uh, seasoned frying pan. Uh, no changes of clothes that you can see. Uh, looks like there's a uh, kind of like a sooty pillow there and, and a bedroll. And uh, there are a couple of barrels. And there's a uh, crate, just says whiskey on it. And there's two bottles missing out of it. The tops off of it. Uh, he'll sling his bag up into the back, because you know this is where they're meeting. So might as well leave this carrying it around, and then go look for another living soul. As soon as Gus feels the bag hit the back, he'll call out from the side. Good morning to you. Hope you slept better than I did. Well, I slept sober, so probably slept better than you did. Oh, more than likely, then. Uh, 
nobody else here yet. No, Morden's still young. They got a bit of time. That's fair. Uh, did you get breakfast? Gus will lift his bottle. That's about what I got so far. So, all right, I'm, uh, I'm going to go see if I can find some breakfast. They got about a pound of bacon. You let me know when I'll amble on over. Sounds good. Uh, I'm going to start looking for some place to get something for breakfast. And if we're going out on the trail, I guess we're going to need uh, stuff. General store. Sundry supplies. There it is. There you go. Yeah, you can grab stuff there. You can grab something to, to eat. Not a problem. Yeah, start there then. Okay. Where are the other two? You know, the, the sun is starting to ever so slightly rise. And we go to the stables. Where there is Seamus in a rickety wooden chair beside his mule, surrounded by straw and hay. We don't know why. He's, he's asleep. He's still got the full duster on. He's got the thin gloves that cover his, his arms and hands still on. It's just his pants are half unbuttoned and he has one shirt tail out. And he wakes, slowly wakes up and grabs his head. As he remembers in the previous night, as they were talking and laughing and, and all the hopes of getting that $10,000 already spent in their heads, he realizes he, he told them about the lead. He, he told them about the, the, the grocery store hotel on the north side of town and how he's supposed to meet them. <clears throat> he pulls out a stopwatch and he clicks it open and he can't, his eyes are kind of crossed. He's, as he holds it up, at the exact moment he realizes he has exactly one minute to be across town, the chair collapses. He falls on his back, <laughs> and he's just trying to waller and move. And beside him, there's a half-eaten muffin. He looks at it, considers it, grabs the muffin, gets his pants together, shoves it in his mouth, and starts trying to like put his belt on and shove his shirt tail in. As he gets halfway out the door, then realizes he has a mule. They, that that's better. And so he kind of like he's he's like limps over his uh his his left leg is not super great <laughs> he's gonna kind of get a, get get the, the the room of the chair and hop on top of the mule and get it going toward the uh the livery every bounce that the mule takes uh upsets the headache that he currently has well as he makes his way down the street in this chaotic fashion pepper he passes as she's tightening up the saddle on her horse and she just raises an eyebrow and watches him roll by okay so you approach and you two just see gus at the uh livery and let's go over to uh sal sal you're in the uh general store you're you got a biscuit in your hand some bacon grease butter on it something like that yeah <laughs> Uh, I don't feel like enough money to buy supplies, so he was able to trade a pocket watch for a breakfast sandwich and maybe a couple other little things. Ooh, man, I wish there were luck rolls. I mean, I could roll something. What you want? I mean, what if there was an inscription and the store owner knew it was so and so's watch? So I'm saying, so that's why I wanna. I mean, I would have checked it for an inscription. Oh, all right, then there you go. You know, you checked. This it. isn't the no he, inscription. He's he's Got sold it. something. He just stole. All right. Uh, yeah, whatever a pocket watch is in the book, that's what you can get for it. No, I'm not even gonna bother money. to check. 
because okay. it's not going to last. <laughs> um, what else are you doing? You just you want to talk to people? You want to what? Uh, a little pulse of the town. Everybody was real excited about the uh, the red poster going up. So I want to see if has that blown over. No, the general store is open and there are people in there buying supplies. Most of them are, you know, the majority are men. Usually it's women in here getting supplies for the homes. But no, this is a, a bunch of men in here getting supplies for the trail. There is a lot of excitement. The uh, five gentlemen that left the bar last night, you'll recognize them. The ones that were loud and yelling the bushwhackers and all that. You'll see them there as well getting supplies. Am I to understand it? They are the bushwhackers, or is that some other? They are the bushwhackers. They like to talk about themselves that way. I mean, that's. I wouldn't say that's fine, but that's. (laughs) It's a choice. It is a choice. (laughs) Cool. Uh, I'm gonna just get a a real good so that if I see them on the road, I have an idea of who they are and what that may mean for you know. Yeah. Us. For mankind, yeah. We're just going through all of the wrestlers, bushwhackers, mankind. <laughs> the hootenanners. The hootenanners. <laughs> <laughs> so of the five, you'll see um, they're all pretty young. They're around your age. It looks like one of them might be as young as 16. But it looks like only one of them might be like 25. So there's a range there. Um, are you good at like a, you're good at like appraising kind of weapons and stuff like the worth? Well, we'll see. I have okay. a, a notice roll. Let's do notice. Okay. Yes. So you'll notice that they have, while they do have guns, these guns are very old. Like it looks like it was maybe their grandfather's guns that have been passed down to them. They don't have anything new. Mm -hmm. They don't have anything new. Uh, The boots are are kind of worn. Do I see anybody that might pass for a huckster? No. Not in this town. No, that's fine. I didn't be, but that would be the magic casting stuff that I have the most familiarity with and could Mm -hmm. potentially, you know, pick out. These are just five young men that um, you'll get the impression kind of when you, if you like eavesdrop on their conversation, these are five young men that think this is their payday that will start their lives, make them heroes. Oh, these poor ignorant fools. It will make their life. Well, it might be the end of their life. Well, they're very confident. Um, yeah, that, that's what you should pick up. Yeah, I'll just bring that information back. Back to the squad? Okay, so let's go back to the squad. The two approach, you see Gus, you don't see Roxfall. Say, oh, Roxfall. Yeah, smiles behind a cigar. He's got that same yellow, nasty-looking teeth as Seamus does. <clears throat> Good morning to you both. Morning, old-timer. <sighs> yeah. Seamus is huffing and puffing. He's out of breath. I got, yeah. Just had to uh, tuck the shirt in. Run, run a few errands, you know. Get get the supplies. 
Oh, yeah, y'all stocked up for the journey, I see. <clears throat> he looks over, studies the mule, nods once. Yeah, you're all prepared. Everything will be fine. Yeah. He's going to slide, almost ooze out of the saddle. And uh, he kind of like has to catch himself, almost tumbles off. Yeah. All right. So everybody here? Looks around for the first time. I think for the first time since they have all really been talking, I think, you know, last night the drinks were flowing. This morning, Pepper's feeling a little bit anxious, especially seeing that show that Seamus just put on. So she just kind of looks at both men back and forth in their eyes. And kind of turns and stands so that her scars, she is so heavily scarred on the left side of her face. I mean, and she's so self-conscious of them. Just making sure that they see, you know, the webbing on the side of her mouth and just what they're signing up with. Gus shows no reaction whatsoever. He will tip his hat. At Mrs. Pepper when she rides up, though. With no change, no change in their reactions or interactions to her. She just kind of uh, nods her head, pulls up her shirt a little bit around her jaw, around her neck. Where, Where's the boy? I believe he went to see a man about breakfast. <clears throat> she just shakes her head. Breakfast been over for an hour. Hey, he's a growing lad. Maybe he needed a second one. Oh, and uh, pardon me, ma'am. He'll take off a sombrero. He'll he'll produce uh, one quarter of a partially eaten muffin. Uh, speaking of breakfast, you know, I, I feel he'll like like kind of like pro offer it out. Gus will just laugh. She takes the piece of muffin, looks at it, watches it fly, just land on it, looks back at him, blows the fly off of the muffin, and just eats it in one bite, and just nods at him. Alright. Alright. Well, I can promise you'll eat better on the trail than that. Old Gristle will take care of you. For the first time, Seamus will notice the uh, the full kit set up. <laughs> well, blow me down. Aren't you well-equipped? been on the road as long as I have. You like to be prepared and the army travels on its stomach and, and so does old Gristle. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And he'll put his hands behind his back and clasp them. They barely meet around the, uh, you know, around his backside. He looks at all the ins and outs and the tools quizzically. Pauses only to take a handful of uh, snuff from a pouch and shove it in his jaw. That's pretty fine. I do like someone who's well organized. Well, you might try to find another wagon then. Well, yeah, where is that damn boy? We got to get going. I sent him to find a pound of bacon. He might be a minute. Well, all right. Well, any of y'all want some stuff? No, uh, I've got this here. And he lifts a cigar. Oh, very fancy. Ma'am? No, thank you. 
Ah, I guess right, right. Too too soon after eating. I understand. Uh, I guess I'm gonna prop up right here. Get to thinking about this here endeavor. And as he he'll lean up against the wagon wheel and uh, pull his sombrero down low over his eyes and cross his hands across his stomach. Soon as Seamus gets comfortable, sack up and just kind of smack Seamus' feet off where he's got them. Uh, anybody that looks can tell that he's got like uh, biscuit crumbs. Yeah, yeah, plans. Oh, yeah, endeavors. Mm. Model timer, wakey, wakey. Uh, sorry, there was no bakey. He looks over to Gristle. That's why this town is the way it is. It does not have the proper sundries that it needs in order to feed a growing population. Well, it is the damnedest thing. It's like everybody was down there at the store buying up everything I could burn in edgewise. Oh, we're going to have a whole town of bounty hunters. Wow, that doesn't take me back. <sighs> Wonderful. Lucky lose. <sighs> Slack jaws and rubberneckers. Interfering. Well, piss on them. He'll spit a brown tinted juice into the dirt. Just as soon as Tessie and Bessie here are hitched to the wagon, we can get going. I believe Bessie's getting the last shoe on right about now. Hi. Well, I'm going to ride on old Tim here. He'll slap Tim's rump side. He'll pull out from the saddlebags a, a long-barreled pistol. He'll shove it in an empty holster on his side. Could get rough. Oh, yeah, the trail be like that. It'll be like that. Well, you're uh, good with that smoke wagon there? Yeah, about as good as you are smoking them. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I suppose you are. Well, hopefully we won't have to worry about that so much, but with all the folks on the trail after this uh, this family here, I expect we're going to see some grisly sights. You think we'll see a bear? Oh, we might. I haven't seen one around these uh, around these parts in a in a couple of years. Usually they're in the forests of Missouri or get up into the into the mountains towards Colorado. Yeah, I'm loaded for them too. He'll uh, point at the the rifle that's tied to uh, to Tim. You gonna feed them the mule while you run? Well, har d har har. Got ourselves a comedian. He, I heard you put on a good show, right? That's what we all talked about last night. He just gives you like a wink. So, anything between us and going? Just waiting on a horse. Stable boy will come out leading your horse. I'll climb up into the wagon. He'll ask, do you need help, mister, hooking it to the wagon? Oh, no, Bessie knows what she's doing. He'll hand the, the rope over to you. Go on back, because I assume you paid first. That he did. <laughs> and does he toss the boy a penny? No, he does not, because he doesn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> we all broke-ass bitches. <laughs> the problem is, is we all gambled the money away, and some of us won it, 
and then it still disappeared. So whoever has that money is the one who should be paying for all this. They're bankrolling this endeavor. I think that was Pepper that had any money that didn't immediately get lost. Because Hey, uh, I lost a couple hands. What are you talking about? Sheamus was then like, oh, I'm going to buy drinks for the table. Meanwhile, Pepper was just over there all quiet, like... Taking my cash? I'm not paying for somebody else's horse to be shooed. Especially someone that, like, you know, we don't really know yet. My horse has shoes on it. This nag can just walk. <laughs> Fair, I guess. Gotta make sure Tessie and Bessie's hooves are nice and reliable. The last thing you want is for a horse to throw a shoe when you're miles and miles from from a farrier. It's when they get down to nefarious deeds. The horses or the farriers? Six of one, six of the other. I don't think that's how that goes. Of course it is. And he gets, af- after making sure that Tessie and Bessie are hitched up to the wagon, he hops up under the driver's seat. He's got a sling for that shotgun that's next to his left hand. <clears throat> but enough jawing and jabbering, I suppose we're ready to go. So as you guys load up, um, Seamus, you have a horse. The others are in the wagon, I am thinking. Uh, No. Pepper's got a horse. Seamus has a mule. Oh. Sal and Gristler are ah. in the wagon. Okay. So, all right. Look at that. Okay. Uh, and uh, Seamus, you, you told them which way to head? Yeah. So, you're in the wagon. You uh, leave the city limits. Uh, it's pretty quiet. The weather's nice. Um, as you stroll along, let's do a notice. Everybody. Gristle got an eight. Pepper got a six. And Seamus got a nine. Nine. I am clearly in the back of this car. You're in the back of the wagon? (laughs) Yeah, with my hat over my eyes. As you're traveling uh, down the road, you'll um, see a coyote coming across the grass uh, from the east. And he is, looks like he's running pretty good, pretty fast. Uh, He's like a few hundred yards out. Uh, But you'll see that the grass behind him is moving as well. And you'll notice that he, he he like runs across the trail in front of you. And then like a couple seconds later, you'll see a jackalope following him. And you'll see the jackalope. It looks like it's like chasing slash herding. And it kind of forces the coyote to run into a patch of uh, grass that you guys know as knife grass. And at that point, you hear the uh, yelping and painful cries of the coyote as it is uh, being cut by the knife grass. I don't hear any of that or see any of that. No, you don't. Everybody else does, though. Gristle's going to watch the other direction, see if anything else is coming. He's uh, got his uh, right hand 
kind of crossed against him, resting on the stock of the shotgun. But this is something that he's seen before. This mm-hmm. is this is nothing new to him. But jackalopes are cutting creatures. Yes, because as you uh, approach it, the jackalope hasn't left. It, it looks like it just sat and watched uh, the coyote end up you know, injuring itself mortally. It dares not go into that grass. It seems like it knows what it's doing. You guys do catch its attention, and it kind of turns towards you as it uh, sits on the road. Am I close enough to shoot it? Yeah, you guys can shoot it. You guys have kept going as as the coyote was running. So even though it was 300 yards out, it was coming across, and you guys were still approaching forward. So, yeah, you close the gap. Well, that's her go-to. She just stops her horse. Pepper raises her gun to her shoulder, aims, and fires. You want to shoot your shoot your yeah, shot? It's the Winchester, right? Mm-hmm. That's the big. That's the rifle, right? Correct. That's the Winchester. You should just be able to roll your shooting, and then after that, you can roll the damage. Is that a total of eleven then? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I don't think the bonus damage is in there. I think that only comes in if you get a raise because of the Winchester. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I was gonna say. Wait a minute. All right, so eight. Uh, you fire your shot, and the jackalope, uh, it comes close, like hits the dirt right in front of it. Uh, you'll hear it make like a, a growly sound, and then it'll bounce off the way it came. I'll just dig my heels into my horse and keep moving. Uh, I bolt awake and draw my gun. Like, what the foot? I... <laughs> gunfire already <laughs> oh don't you worry it was just a bit of opportune hunting although I'm wondering how far in that knife grass that coyote got Aww. he can smell that blood on the wind and it's making him hungry because all he did was smoke a stogie for breakfast right you can stop and see if you can find a way to get that coyote He's he's gonna look over as they as they ride by that patch and he'll shake his head, says, Nah, I couldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. Maybe a twenty foot pole, but I ain't got one of those. Maybe if I took a ladder and I cut it in half. And you wouldn't have a ladder anymore. Then I wouldn't have a ladder anymore. I don't even have a ladder. On account of not needing one to get in and out of this wagon. Not yet, a couple more years, old man. Oh, I don't think that'll be a problem. You uh, might want to keep a bit of an eye out in case some jackalopes come back. They they, ha- they hold a grudge. And you don't want them to hold a grudge too long. I ain't never pissed off a jackalope long enough to find out. Seamus will interject. It's a wise man. But they are good eating. So as you travel north on the on the road, it's pretty quiet. The sun's getting up higher. The sky, the heat is uh, starting to increase. It's going to be a warm day today. And y'all can't really tell. Could be a trick of the sun. But you do see on the horizon the beginning of a, a little house. 
and you'll see a bunch of people around it. As you get closer, you will see that there are people looking and there are also people working. You'll see the little house and you'll see all these people and holes dug all over. And you'll see bones alongside some of these holes. You'll see partially decaying body parts next to some of these holes. But off to the side where the looky-loos are, you'll see people having a picnic as they watch all of this unfold. Oh, looks like they found more than they bargained for. Oh, hell. Everything's a show to these people. Any excuse for a picnic, I suppose, but I'm uh, curious as to how many more bodies they might have found dug up on this property. So you get there, you find a spot to, to park the wagon, tie the horse and the mule to it. And uh, where do you guys want to go? There's lots of people. You'll see a, uh, a gentleman in a military uniform. You'll see a young man uh, with a notepad and a pencil frantically writing. Um, you'll see the big marshal that put the sign up walking around overseeing all the uh, work. Doesn't look like the people we're after? No. She wants to pull up alongside in his mule, spit out some round tinctured juice. Somebody ought to go up there and find out whatever information ain't been picked clean. Yeah, I'd do it, of course, but for some reason, people don't always tend to like me, rubbing the wrong way. Hmm. wonder why that is. My pie cutter's stupid. That could be. That's a running theory. I suppose you can kind of use that noodle of yours to logic out what they might have done. I'm going to take a look around, and I figure Mrs. Pepper might do the same. and. We'll let the boy here talk to them folks because he's got a young face and looks trusting. I'll just stay right here. Guard a wagon train. Gus will look behind him. Ain't no train, just one wagon. Fine. I'm picking up what you're putting down. He'll once again slide off awkwardly and almost fall to the ground and catch himself. Knock some of the trail dust off his... uh, burnt and somewhat scorched and almost uh, melted leather uh, chaps. Lead the way, good sir. You maybe want to ride in the wagon as well and let Tim just be kind of lashed on and amble on as he please. Seeming like you've been having a morning. Yeah, might as well avail myself of a <sighs> services since we're all in this here compact. I'm sure Tim will like it. I'm certain he and I will see eye to eye eventually, and he'll have a great time. Pains me to think that all those ignorant, towny son bitches think they learned something. They're just going to be getting in our way this whole damn thing. Oh, you know, they'll be falling off by the roadside long enough. They'll... See the sun's going down and the missus wants them home for dinner. And they look out around this prairie and see nothing but flat and wonder where the hell four people could be hiding when there's nowhere to hide out here. 
And them greenhorns will turn on their horses. They'll go back home. They'll pick up their picnic baskets. And then we'll just get the ones who are dumb. And those will be the ones to worry about. Optimism. All the way out here. You must, he must be from out east and carried it with you. Sure, we'll go with that. That, Seamus will look toward the way. Gus will uh, sling his shotgun over his shoulder and go start inspecting. Going into detective mode. Okay, are you guys just going to start looking around or are you going to go to anybody specifically? Okay, so real talk. There's a dude in a uniform and a dude with a Marshall star. Those are the last two people that Seamus <laughs> and Gristle want to talk to you on this green earth. I guarantee you. That's why we're sending Sal, the huckster, <laughs> with the face of an angel to sweet talk those men. We ain't going anywhere near the fucking people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So you can go uh, check out the actual Kevin then. Absolutely. That sounds fantastic. Okay. All right. Do notice rolls to see what everybody notices. Uh, not you, Sal, because you're having a conversation with someone. Yep. Wow, Seamus, you just like to see every old thing. So Seamus, as Pepper and Gus and yourself, I assume Pepper, you're with them. I am. Uh, okay. Probably trying to hide. It's a crowd. Mm-hmm. Kids shy away from me. You know, mm-hmm. people don't take too kindly to me. So kind of got my hood up and doing half a cover up, even outside in this heat. Luckily, there's a, a better show happening around you that nobody's really noticing you. But yeah, I can see hiding a bit. Uh, Seamus, you'll be the first to notice the smell as you approach the cabin, the little house structure. It is metallic, sweet rot Ugh. smell. You'll also notice, Seamus, that the cabin Looks like it has been moved. His eyes narrow at the dirt that's been sh- pulled into a straight line that leads to the side of the cabin. And he detects the sickly sweet smell. Mm-hmm. It is, as you approach it, it's it's in the air. And it looks like uh, when they moved the cabin, when they moved the house, they moved it and the location where it once sat, there's a hole. That would have been under it. Oh, is it just open? There's just like an open hole? Yeah, there's people standing around looking in, covering their mouth and nose with a hank- with handkerchiefs. How big is this cabin? Like, what would it have taken? Like, could, could, could like a team of horses have moved this thing? Yeah. Men actually ended up moving it. Okay, so it's not like a... I, mean, I don't know how big this thing was, so it's, it's not like tiny. absurd. It's, it's not very big. It's a small one-room wo- one framed cabin. He leaned over to Gristle and kind of pointed the lines that lead from the hole where everybody is and then draw his finger up to where the cabin is now. Yes, and they moved it to get to that hole. They could have just gone inside and opened the cellar door, but uh, I guess it was easier for him that way. Yeah, shameless will shrug. Smells like it's going to be some difficulty getting to it. But once we're there, I don't think anybody's going to bother us if we go down that hole. Once again, the optimist. Or ever and ever. And Gus is going to stride forward, kind of 
let his powerful aura of whiskey and stale tobacco part the waves for him mm-hmm. as he wanders up to this uh, this cellar hole and look down into it. So as you approach, yes, the people will move uh, to the side. And as you, the smell gets worse now that you're right there at the hole. Uh, when you look down, you'll see that it is mostly filled with clotted blood. Like they were trying to make a pond down here. Some of the people around, you'll hear muffle um, behind handkerchiefs saying, devil worship, ritual sacrifices. I, I wouldn't call it no ritual sacrifice, because, I mean... Did you did you all find any any uh, ritually stuff in the house, or or is it just this this pond of of old blood down here? You know, I'll I'll go find out. Hold on, and and Gus is gonna go in the hole. <gasps> okay. He's just let's go check this out. You're gonna jump into the hole. Uh, he's not gonna jump in. It's not gonna like plug his nose and cannonball in there. No, he's gonna. <laughs> That was the impression. Just that words. was the impression. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> We're going All in. Right. We're going in. What? <laughs> so the hole is um you can't like you can't see the bottom because it's it's full of the clotted blood. But you're gonna guess it's deeper than five feet. All right. Well, it means I I could cannonball in then, couldn't I? Uh, is there anything else kind of around this hole or anything? It's like, um, obviously we've got the clotted blood. Is there, it's just all the viscera and and all the other like holes that are, they're digging up outside. In the other holes, uh, around outside, you'll see that they are just pulling bodies out, uh, remains, some bones, skeletons, some bodies that haven't completely decayed that are like in different various stages of decay and also different injuries but one of the the uh lookers there at the hole will tell you that the house sat here and there was a trap door that was nailed shut and when they pried it they discovered this and that's why they decided to move the house that does seem like an excellent reason to move an entire house and open this hole of gore up to God and everyone. Have you got a 10-foot pole? Maybe a 6-foot pole? I want to see if there's anything down here at the bottom. I don't feel like getting my boots wet. I, I hope you understand. I'm sure you can find something around. Look uh, at that picture. It's a prairie. There's nothing. There's not even a tree. They moved the house. They probably put it on Wood yeah, logs and rolled it, right? That's you under the house now. How am I going to get... Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Go get a ladder. Just rip a stick off the side of the house. Actually, yeah. He'll go grab... It's just like... <laughs> he'll grab one of the slats of the side of the house, opens up opens up another speed hole in this, in this cabin, and he'll <laughs> use it, and he'll start... He's going to start like sounding the depth of this hole and see if it runs okay. up against anything. Okay, so as you push the, the the wood siding of the house that you've ripped off the house down into the hole. Um, when it hits it, it it's like, it, it's really hard. Like that is really congealed. 
it's like thick molassesy, so it's kind of hard to like move the stick around. But going straight up and down is fine. When you put your stick, the stick in, you have, you're guessing your piece of of wood here is what six feet, eight feet. Probably eight. Okay. So when you put the stick in and you hit bottom, you have a foot and a half of that stick still sticking out of the hole. Okay, that's fantastic. So it would go over Gus's head if he'd cannonballed in. <laughs> he's going to keep kind of like poking around. He's going to see if there's anything kind of obscured in there. Because if he is going to cannonball in here, he wants it to be for a reason. Okay. All right. All right. While you're doing that, let's go to Sal. All right. Sal's going to do two things. Mm-hmm. Th- three things. Uh, first, I am going to cast a spell. Okay. I succeed on my spell casting roll. Oh, he's cheating. Oh, he's cheating. I am casting boost trait. Oh, what are you going to boost? Uh, since this power allows the character to increase or decrease a target trait, attribute, or skill, uh, boosting an ally's trait increases the selected die one type or two with race, blah, blah, blah. I am boosting my persuasion. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Secondarily, can I roll a cult on any of this stuff? Yes, you can roll a cult anytime you want. I got a six on my occult. Wow. I mean, I only have a d4, so I I did real good. You just mean just by looking around, is there anything occulty about this? Is this legit, or is this just people doing murders? I guess is his first question about the situation. Because, you know, you could say a lot of things are satanic murders, but, you know, most of the time they're just murders. Okay. As you look around, you'll see that a lot of the the different remains that have been found, um, the ones that actually still have flesh, you'll notice that there's a lack of blood. Makes sense with what I can see over there. I mean, you can't see in the hole. Do you know what's in the hole? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Do I? I? You weren't over there. You They left you to go talk to the... The law. The respectable people. Fools. <laughs> You'll notice that there's not a lot of... There's no blood. You'll notice that there's the remains of a, a six-year-old girl. All the injuries to her body. She is pretty fresh compared to the other ones. On her remains, all of her injuries were non-fatal. Okay. Also, you'll see around her her mouth, there's a lot of like dirt and soil in her mouth. So maybe buried alive. Yes. Cool. That's That's cool. That's cool. I know, I know. It's it's horrifying, isn't it? I mean, the the fact that what you're looking at right now, a count of bodies, you're seeing nine. Cool. And you also had heard that the colonel's brother was found. That makes ten. His body is not here out with these remains because it's the colonel's brother. He was taken immediately and handled better. So that's ten different bodies, ten isn't really a, a satanic number. 
Unless it's then going to 13. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but again, who knows what they, if they continue digging, who knows what they find? We don't know. So I, nothing 100% either way at this point. With the exception of you hearing that Kate told people she was clairvoyant. That's the only occulty thing here. All right. Yeah. And then I'll just go up to uh, the people in charge. Whichever okay. one seems most agreeable to being bothered by another one step above a looky loo. Oh, uh, well, that would be the colonel. Other people are walking up to him and like offering their sympathies, their mm -hmm. condolences. So he seems receptive to people doing that. So you can walk up and do that. I will walk up to him. I will take off my hat, hold it against my chest. Colonel, I am so sorry to hear what has happened. Well, thank you, sir. This is horrifying. Such a thing could happen. It is. It truly is. And to think, and I just turn and gesture broadly to none, that so many other people would have just had to suffer with nobody noticing. That's just it. My brother went missing, and, well, everyone said they hadn't seen him. Hadn't seen We even came here. Looking for him, and those godless heathens, they lied right to our faces. Well, that's the thing about godless people, is they don't, they don't feel the sting of the Lord when they lie like that. No, sir, they do not. No, they do not. Hey, man, do you know any of the rest of these people? Did your uh, poor, dear, departed brother be, be seen with any of these people? Are they... Friends, Romans, countrymen. Well, surely not, no. He merely stayed here on his travels. And he became one of their gruesome victims. Look around. Is there a place for them? Like, presumably we know that there are four members of this murder cult. Mm -hmm. uh, I can kind of guesstimate the size of the house. Is there really room for people to stay? Like, does there... Uh, is there like fences and paddocks and stuff for horses? And there's a barn on the the field, and there's a dug well. How close is that well to that big asshole? Uh, it's not near it. It's it's on the other side. Yeah. Just got a little worried. That's all. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm the colonel will explain that the establishment it it was the one room. What they did was they put a canvas cloth to separate it. The front half was the general store and where they would serve meals. The back half was the inn and the sleeping area, right? So that's that's how it didn't like it wasn't like a hotel big inn. It was just like it had like a bed or two for gotcha. somebody else. So it wasn't like a huge hotel inn. No. It is quite the scam to sell people your goods as a store and then murder them, and presumably take your goods back. That's exactly what they did. Why, they lured these people in, pretended to give them sanctuary, and then cold-bloodedly murdered them, stealing all their goods, rifling, looting their dead bodies. Did they find anything of particular value here? Anything that would drive a man to kill another person? He he struggles for real with that, because it's like 
I mean, I steal the shit out of that stuff, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> we have no idea what they had on them. Now, for instance, my brother, I do know what he had. So off of him, he probably got a, a few dollars and a medis- medical bag, some equipment. Oh, your brother was a man of the sciences, was he? He was a doctor, a fine doctor. We truly have lost this day. Do I get any kind of feeling that this guy is not being one of the right? Because he seems like he is. He is. No, he is. Uh, I think then I'm going to let the next condolence offer come up and I'm going to go uh, fuck off to see what else I can find out. Okay. As you walk away, um, you'll kind of pass through a line of people that are lined up. To, to talk to the colonel, and you'll hear other people say, well, do you think his other brother is going to come here? Do you think the senator will come? Ears will perk up at that. And then you'll also hear, well, that, that's why the governor put out that bounty. Mosey myself into that line. Says, so tell me, what of, uh, what of this here senator you mentioned? The York brothers. One's a colonel, one's a senator, one was an established doctor. Truly a blessed family. Well, a blessed family indeed, but after these findings, it's a shame. Thank goodness they know powerful people that can put up such a reward. Wouldn't be our taxpaying dollars that are paying for that reward, is it? Is this coming out of their pockets? A woman will look at you, laugh, and say, (laughs) Our... You don't pay your taxes? No, sir, I doubt you have... You pay taxes. I, I doubt you have a job at all. You look like a vagrant. Well, I'll have you know, and I'll grab onto the collar of my shirt and kind of, like, present myself. Being a vagrant is a very well-respected tradition among all of this land. She'll think on it a bit, and then she'll look and she Do you mean the Osage? I do. I have no idea what she's talking about. I'm trying to get more. The Osage Indians used to be on this land before they were run off to the north. While I do not have any uh, direct familial lies, I do recognize and respect their way of life. She'll kind of turn away. How dare you say you respect the way of the Osage Indians? Uh, I think I'll just let her be a giant Karen. You'll hear a, a disturbance uh, behind you. Some men will say, over here, over here. And uh, as you turn, you'll see the marshals walking over there as well. There are some men in another hole, and they're bringing up more remains. Also, the reporter makes a beeline as well, because reporter. Oh, that's the guy I got to talk to. That's the guy? Okay. That's the guy. Unless you want to cut back over to the other three. We can cut over to the other three, yeah. All right. Gus, you've done your scientific work. I've I've bubbled, I've bubbled, I've toiled. What's my trouble? Kind of stirring that stick around, moving things around. You can kind of force stuff from the bottom to kind of rise to the top. Uh, it takes a while. You're a little winded after it. But on the... You'll see a a spur from a boot kind of float up. 
And um, you'll also see a, uh, what is the little thing on a bolo tie? The little thingy that holds the cord. Isn't that the bolo? Is that the bolo? I thought the whole thing was called the bolo. I didn't know what the thingy thing that slides, but that thingy thing that slides. I have no idea. If I hear a bolo tie, it takes two parts, the bolo and the tie. And clearly it can't be the tie. It must be the bolo. Okay. <laughs> okay. The bolo and a spur float to the top. Uh, Crystal's not too bothered by the stank. He smells like whiskey, and that's all he can smell right now. So he's going to uh, reach in. He's going to pluck those out of the mire. Okay. Pull out a uh, piece of cloth and shine those up. Hold them up to the light, see what he's got. Kind of funny. They just put all the blood down there and a couple of knickknacks and leave the rest of these people out in these holes everywhere. Usually with... With 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 the uh, Satan ritual, they use the blood for some. This is just here. Wasteful. He'll raise his voice and just kind of call out, "Hey, it's, it's are they missing any of their inside bits in them graves?" Some of the men around the graves look at you, and the marshal looks at you. Well, are they? They all look at the marshal, and the marshal starts walking towards you. Shit. Doesn't take him long. To stride up to you, as big as he is. No, because he's tall. Yep. And he's right there, and he goes, Why are you asking? Well, the way I figure it, if if these these people are, are, are Satanists, then they'd be using the blood in their rituals. But clearly, and he pulls this 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 uh, spar out from, from the house that he took. Mm-hmm. You see how much blood is on this thing, right? That means they didn't use any of it. So they got bodies. They got all this here. And and we got a couple of shiny bits here. So I don't think they took everything from these people. So they had to have taken something. So I figure it's got to be the bits inside. He'll look at you. He'll think about it. And he'll say, come with me. And he'll kind of grab you at the shoulder and drag you toward one of the graves. He's getting dragged. Seamus is just like pull his collar. As soon as this guy walked up, he like pulled his collar up high and kind of like turned his shoulder, like the puppet meme. Look over here. Meanwhile, Gristle's gotten collared and red-handed from picking that stuff up out of the bloody muck. So he, he stops the body and he says, "Well, these are the most recent victims. It's the little girl I described earlier." And next to her is an older gentleman, which they know is her father. His injuries were mortal to him. They are what killed him. And his body was drained of the blood. Uh, So he just like looks at you and indicates he wants you to go and see. Gus will look back at him, look down at the body, sigh. He stubs out his cigar on the ground and he kneels down to look at these two. Are the wounds set the same? Are they wounded in the same places? No. His throat is cut ear to ear and he has a giant uh, hole in his skull. If Gus were to look in that hole in his skull, would he find anything? He'd find a brain. Are we sure? Because that's a mighty big hole. 
well, remnants of the the brain that wasn't damaged in the hole in the bashing. There's residual brain there. Residual brain. Okay. Residual brain. You've made me say it. The little girl just had a whole bunch of dirt and stuff about the mouth. And then where were her wounds? They were cuts and stabs, but nothing deep that would cause any issues. You know, that would cause death. It would just cause pain. All of her wounds looked to be just inflictions of pain. But nothing that could kill her. That's just tragic. It is. Are her eyes open or closed? Closed. Okay. So Gus is going to check the the back of the head. He's going to check the man's body. You going to cut him open? Even or odd? Odd, because it would be odd for you to just do with some half-assed autopsy out here on a dock. Uh, yeah, he's going to cut him open. He's going to check. <laughs> He's got. He'll he'll reach down into his boot, pull out his Bowie knife, kind of like check the edge, like against his thumb, and then just start dressing this guy like he's uh, dressing a stag to be cooked. Okay. So some people that that see this, the looky loo. Some of the women, you'll hear, you know, scream and and swoon. It's getting hot. These are. Are fresh corpses. The, this this is a a new smell on top of the other gross smell. Uh, but when you cut them open and you look inside, it's all there, just no blood. And he'll he'll rock back on his uh, on his heels and he'll wipe his uh, knife on the dead guy's trousers. Well, everything seems to be inside, but. Looks like they they dashed his head with a rock in the back there. You can see the hole. And then they drained him from the throat. But he nods to the kid. I think they might have made her watch. I'm not too sure of it. But it seems like they were inflicting as much pain and terror as they could before they went on their way. And I don't think they even used the blood for anything. So there's a whole pond of it As, as tall as I am. With little bolos and spurs in it. It's kind of wicked soup. But anyway, yeah, all of his inside bits are there. You can take a look if you want. Let's cut over to Sal, who's talking to the reporter. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of... So, what do you think got going on? I'm just going to try and pry him open into secrets. What do I think's going on? What do you mean, what do I think's... Satanist! Ritual! sacrifices this is great oh my gosh i mean what were they doing it for huh what do you think oh you know it could be anything it could be satan satan or maybe it's could be indians could be indians we don't know we're just saying they're just saying it's the bender maybe they're pinning it on the benders but really it's the indians no No? you don't you think that they would would do that they could do anything you know who was found here right the senator's brother the colonel's brother yeah kind of a big deal yeah why was he here at this scene a prominent doctor in the middle of nowhere come on man i heard about this story i hopped the first train out here well like everybody else yeah where from where for st louis 
this is it. This is going to be my big break. I'm going to get with the epitaph as soon as I write this one up. This is it. What are you? What are you here for? Are you just looking or what? Oh, I'm just passing through. I caught a ride and I'll point over towards where the cart is. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know how it is sometimes. The guy driving wants to pull over and take a look around. So here I am. No, I get that everybody else came by here. Everybody else stopped by. I mean, come on. Look, people are taking parts of the house. As souvenirs. One guy in town's offering money for one of the hearts. Do you believe that? He actually wants a heart from a person. That sounds wild. God, does Gus hear that? Because he's got a heart right there for the taking. <laughs> one of the bender's hearts, not the victim's hearts. I mean, it looks the same. Yeah, who's, who's going to tell? It's a heart. Did you find anything? I'm trying to see if this guy has any evidence on him. I haven't found anything. I'm just writing everything down. Draw my sketches and he'll show you he's got it plotted out of where all the holes are for the bodies that were found. And he's got it all described, you know, descriptions of how they all looked when they came out of the ground. And uh, he'll say, well, I know they got that big reward out on them. That's going to do it. And the fact that they know they're headed to the railway to get down to Texas. Yeah, it won't be long before they're caught, though. That colonel, he, you know he's going to find them. If it isn't the military, it's going to be these bounty hunters. Yeah, who knows? Who knows who's going to get them? But I'm glad somebody's going to get them. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell of a story. This is amazing. Uh, hell of a story. I can't wait to read it. What you say your well, name was? You just look for the byline. Julius Jones, junior reporter. JJ. I'm gonna leave JJ to his uh to his work, we'll call it. Okay. I wanna go check out that barn. Okay, you wanna go check out the barn? I'm gonna go to Pepper. Howdy. What you doing, Pep? Just kinda watching this bloody hole get poked and then that guy get chopped up. And looking at this ragtag bunch of men that I uh, signed on to mm-hmm. getting a little concerned here mm-hmm. so I just kind of turn away from the nasty scene in front of me and walk closer to some of the spectators you know, maybe not everybody will run from me uh, so some of the spectators like I said it's now midday so a lot of them are having uh, picnics they're enjoying their lunch as they, they watch the horrors and um, when they see you kind of approaching and walking, they'll you'll see them whisper. They'll turn to each other, get close, whisper. But they don't, like, you know, do anything overt to you. Like, they don't scream at you or say ugly words to you. They just whisper about you. Yeah, that, that makes me uncomfortable. So I, you know, pull up to hide my face a little bit more. And I, I, I want to walk around okay. back and check out, you know, this barn situation as well. Maybe walk my horse over there, see what okay. the two of us can see. Okay, so you're going to head toward the barn too. Thus concludes this episode of Deadlands, The Bloody Benders. 
This game references the Savage Worlds game system, available from Pinnacle Entertainment Group at www.peginc.com. It is unofficial media content permitted under the Media Network Content Agreement. This content is not managed, approved, or endorsed by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Certain portions of the materials used are the intellectual property of Pinnacle, and all rights are reserved. Savage Worlds, all related settings, and unique characters, locations, logos, and trademarks are copyrights of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Oh, God. I was eating a cracker. It is the 3rd of May, 2023. This is part two of session one of Deadlands, Dead or Alive. It is the next day. Might as well call it Derplands. <laughs> no, it is not Derplands. It is that Deadlands, is, and it is super scary. That is an unfairier assumption. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm muting now. Sometimes I pray for deafness. Better hope we don't die. We don't have to meet the farrier man. Uh, Seamus, you you told him which way to head. Yeah. Okay. Last night we talked about being that inn slash uh, grocery on the north side of town. And, Not the uh, north side of town. Oh. North of town. North of town. We north are heading north of town. We're heading You're north, north of town. We're going to be out of the town. town. In the north. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We were going. We were going to Act Two, Scene Two. Is where we're going. <laughs> we are we're editing going. Stage North. Yeah. <sighs> Doesn't look like the people we're after. No. Considering we're at the crime scene, I'm pretty certain, judging by the lack of excitement, that they were not actually here. Quickest deadline games ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah we so game over. Go case, home, everybody. Johnson. Game over. I nailed it. <laughs> they say they always return to the scene of the crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not right away. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Never did do no good with those detective books. I see Cotton shaking his head at me right now. You know I'm right, Cotton. I'm sorry. asleep. Like, no, I was distracted by <laughs> someone who texted me who I haven't heard from in like for fucking ever. And I apologize. I am a little pumpkin y. What, 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 I, and I heard there was bubbling and testing. You were looking at blood and a, and a, bur, and a spur <laughs> flowed to the top. And I, apparently I missed the one key phrase and it was immediately called upon in class to read the next passage. A bolo tie. What's the thing that slides up and down on a bolo tie? The it's bolo. The rest is the tie. It's the bolo. It's the bolo. <laughs> okay. See? It's the rest of the tie. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. You made the same joke he did. Okay. Because <laughs> hive mind. Um, you've made me say it. <laughs> well, you have to focus on the residuals. That's what the writer's still <laughs> talking about. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, I'm just passing through. I was caught a ride and I'll point over towards where the cart is. Uh, uh, but. You know how it is sometimes. The guy driving wants to pull over and take a look around. So here I am. It's a wagon. <laughs> a cart, cart is pulled by a cart. donkey. This is pulled <laughs> by two horses. It is a wagon. This one's an ass involved. So same thing. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. 
Wow. We're friends. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, I think we're going to call it here because I know he's pumpkining now. So we'll we'll stop here. <laughs> uh, Do we have time for one last thing? I was trying to think of a, a thing since everybody's character was doing an investigatory and I had it in my brain. And well, I was gonna let you start off the next session, but if you cool, want to we'll do it now, next time. Fine. Okay. You sure? That's fine. All right. I'm just making a note of where everybody is. Gus. Marshall. So many Satanists. Gus in trouble with the Marshall. And Seamus. Okay. All right, that'll be our first session done, guys. Yay! Hooray. Yay! 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 Now, um, I'm gonna move, remove the veil, and I, I want to keep recording this okay. because I want to explain the horrible things I described. Um, so this is all based on true fact. This family existed in just north of Cherryville, Kansas in 1871. And they did these things. The descriptions I gave were all the descriptions that are on the official webpage about this story for these people. When I described that little girl, that is how they found her for real in history. So that wasn't me being horrible. That was me reading history. Uh, I just want everybody aware that this family did exist. They did kill 10 different people uh, by running this in slash store on the trail. So I just wanted to let everybody know I'm not a horrible person that came up with all this horrible stuff. You're a horrible person for other reasons. <laughs> Real per people are even more horrible. <laughs> and Yo, I would I like to thank uh, Leo and uh, Vecna uh, because they were the ones that brought this to my attention and they said it'd be cool if you could work with it in some way. And I said, yes, this is great. I can do something with this. So speaking of yeah. how truth is stranger in fiction... Are you with the molasses flood? Yes. <laughs> like the mm -hmm. fuck? Horrifying. Yeah. Or the uh, I, th I think it might actually be Seattle. It has what they call the Shanghai tunnels underneath the city. Mm hmm. Which are just like people trafficking tunnels. Old Portland Underground. I think there are several cities that have tunnels. Indeed. Probably. Mm -hmm. St. Louis has know. tunnels. Lots of them. That's why I they think, store the beer. I think yeah, uh, Field has tunnels. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a little pumpkin-y. I may have to get with you on some of the details. I, I know this little girl was killed terribly, and I was just like, oh, this sounds bad. Drained of her blood. But I think I missed a few No, things, like, she wasn't drained. Or... She was oh. only tortured. Only oh, tortured. Okay. And then buried alive. 
Only That's for the dirt around the mouth. Yeah, they didn't take uh, her okay. blood. I mean, they're not animals. Didn't they take everybody else's blood? There's a big pool they of blood that came from some the, They took the uh, other victims, the other grown-ups. They took their blood. They didn't take her blood. They just tortured and buried her alive. And when I say just, I mean they did not do their full-on thing, M.O., with her. Okay. Oof. Well, that's bad. Yeah, I'm, I made bad people. It's the Wild West. Horrible people. So now you guys get to be heroes, greedy heroes. Yay, the best kind of heroes. The best kind of heroes. The ones that do good and get paid. That means we're good people, right? Just mm. like the Pinkertons. They do good. <laughs> good Just night, like everybody. the Pinkertons. Good right? Oh night. my gosh. Good night. <laughs> good night. Cotton ruined it for everyone.